Alright, so to get this started, we have the Whipsnakes for number one seed. They are the only team to go undefeated in the championship series. Uh, they went 4-0. I think their plus-minus was about plus 16, plus 18, something like that. The first game that we have, August 4th, that's tomorrow, Tuesday, is a 5.30 game, Chrome Chaos. And then the next game after that is an 8 p.m. game, only on uh, NBC Gold, is a Redwoods Water Dog matchup. And then the final game, the only game on NBC Sports, is Atlas Archers. So we'll we'll look at this from what is top to bottom. Um, we have Redwoods Water Dogs. That'll be the 16th game. I don't know what the um, I don't know what the plus minus is. We'll tell you, we'll bring this up real quick. But I'll probably go under, especially knowing the Redwoods and knowing the uh, the Water Dogs, their way of play. There aren't any plus minuses. It's really just who you think's gonna win. Whip snakes right now at the favorites. Archers uh, second in that. Chrome and Redwoods actually tied, which I find kind of amusing. And then we have Atlas at plus a thousand, and again Chaos and Water Dogs are both plus two thousand. Interestingly, interesting enough, uh, a couple teams tied up. Not too surprised to see who they are. Um, but we'll take a quick look at these previews for the game. So starting off with Redwoods Water Dogs, like I said before. So we have uh, two clubs who match up. So they didn't play in the beginning rounds. Water Dogs. Gotta we we gotta see if they can finally string an entire game together. They actually surprisingly enough have the same scores per game and the same scores against per game 9.8 and 10.5 respectively their shooting percentage water dogs have a better shooting percentage but redwoods kill it from two men nine two-pointers this year they both have the same amount of turnover 67 and their save percentage is the same something that i think is taken is not um not clearly put in this is the face-off percentages. So we have Payton Smith as the best Redwoods guy at 38%, while Drew Simino has been playing off his ass recently and has a 61 face-off percentage. I think that'll be a big difference. We have Tim Troutner in net for the Redwoods. He's obviously going to be the number one starter. No questions about that. But on the other side, I would guess you go with Matt DeLuca because Matt DeLuca was in that the only time that you won, although that was against another winless team. So you could see Matt DeLuca play over uh, Cipricano. We'll see how that goes, though. Defense on both sides, I definitely think the Redwoods have better defense. Um, overall, you know, Garrett Apple, John Sexton, uh, Harbertson, over the from the short stick middies down to the poles, I think that they just have a better overall feel i think that while you know bj grill brody merrill do bring you know um a good juice and experience it's not going to be the same as the redwoods who already kind of welded together pretty well from last season sergio perkovic is the leader in points compared to uh, kieran mcardle mcardle had a sick game the other day he'll definitely be someone that has to has a good matchup but we'll see what happens with that. Because really, when it comes down to it, 
the Redwoods don't score a lot of points because they just don't score a lot of goals. They have, as I said before, you know, nine two-pointers on the season. How that comes about is going to be super interesting compared to the Water Dogs. How the Water Dogs are actually pretty good at getting their, you know, one-on-one matchups and scoring goals on their own. I think guys like Connor Kelly need to step up a little bit. And I think guys like McCardo are really pulling through for their team. But while you're looking at... Uh, while you're looking at midfielders compared to attackmen, at least for the Redwoods, the Redwoods really need... Honestly, they need both sides to fucking step up. Because, you know, you have Sergio Pergovic with these 13 points, but you have him with, I think, fucking six twos. And then one goal, no assists. So it's really just he's got six bombs on the season, which is nice to have, obviously. But it's not enough for sure. And then you have Miles Jones, Ryder Garnsey, both guys who need to step it up. Only eight points on the season. Six goals for Ryder Garnsey. Started off slow. Ended the season with I had two goals per game. But Miles um, Jones definitely needs to step it up. You know, three goals and one two-pointer. So he's got four goals technically on the season. Three assists. And not that that's, you know, not enough. But, you know, you're behind guys like fucking Brian Constable. I definitely thought he was going to be better than him. John Haas, no offense to him. Definitely thought he was going to be better than him. Uh, Curtis Dixon is having himself a fucking hell of a year, so I'll give it up to him. He's been playing really well. But to be in the in the, in the the realm of, you know, a couple guys like Brad Smith, you kind of are like, what? Like, no offense to those guys, but Miles Jones is supposed to be, you know, around Justin Gutterding. And Jordan Wolf and fucking and be where fucking Sergio Perkovic is. So definitely need some step up from uh, from him. Clark Peterson has actually had a pre- or Peterson has actually had a pretty decent year. Seven points, three goals, four assists. Not great, but you know something to work with. He has more fucking points than uh than Connor Kelly. So as I was saying before, Connor Kelly. He only has four goals in the season, has one two-pointer, surprisingly enough, and then an assist. So we'll see what the fuck happens with that. Um, Kieran McCardo, as I said before, you know, he's fucking fifth in the league in points, 14 tied with Jordan Wolf, eight goals, six assists. He has been fucking killing it, man. He has been doing really fucking well, especially, and he's been, been hot as of late, so that doesn't help. But that's, those are the only two guys in the top 25 for the Water Dogs. The next guy, Joe Walters, another dude who needs to step it up. Only one goal in these, uh, only one goal, one two-pointer in these four games. So he has not been doing that great at all. Same thing with Matt Kavanaugh. Matt Kavanaugh is definitely, is definitely having, uh, some struggle with losing, um, uh, Henningberg. Sorry, blanked on the name for a second. Losing, uh, Jules Henningberg. So that'll be tough for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can, what they can do, if they mix anything up, if they bring another guy down there, if they switch it up, maybe you put, maybe put Garnsey at fucking midfield or something like that. Maybe you start getting some different looks. Maybe you fucking, I mean, you're definitely still throwing Serge and Miles Jones on that two way. Brent Adams scored on the last game. So maybe he has a little bit of a, of an uptick in, uh, in productive productivity. But it's nothing to be like, 
sure of. There's still a lot of question marks, especially on that offensive end. On the defensive end, I feel pretty good about it. Just, you know, stay focused on the game, and I think the Redwoods will, will do fine. On the other side, you know, now we, have guy, now we have guys like Ben McIntosh, who has been playing pretty well. Six goals. Um, you know, maybe you want to see him get a little bit better with the assists, but, you know, he's putting the ball in that, which is nice. Um, next we have Zach Courier. Zach Courier, someone who has been playing better as of recently. So nice to see him on the upswing as these last couple of games come around. Ryan Drenner, only four, only three goals, four points in four games. That's definitely something that you'd want to see go up a little bit. Kind of rough with that. Brendan Gleeson, that's what I'm saying. Like Kyle Harrison has the same amount of points as Brendan Gleeson. No offense, but I have no idea who Brendan Gleeson is, and this is my team. Like I don't, I have no idea who you are. Respect to him, you know. He's got, he's got a. Uh, I think he's got, ah, shit. I think he's got two goals and an assist. I gotta bring it back over here. I think he's got two goals and an assist. Yeah, this season. But Kyle Harrison has a goal and a two-pointer. Like, come on, man. You gotta do better than that. And then this is where we have a whole bunch of dudes. Uh, ben Reeve, uh, Susanello, Drew Snyder, DiNapoli, and Westberg. All with three points. Um... With a scatter of, you know, how they get them. That group, you know, guys who you want to see do a little bit better. Westberg, Drew Snyder, Ben Reeves, Susanello doing better in the last couple of games. DiNapoli actually not half bad. He's been playing pretty well this last game. Had a two-pointer. Had a fucking crazy two-pointer. Great fucking crow hop. Drew Simino, like, this is what I'm saying. Drew Simino has has two points in four games, and Brent Adams has two points in four games. Like, come on. Come on. He has more goals. Drew Simino has more goals than Brent Adams. You can't have that, especially if you're fucking Brent Adams. You gotta, you gotta pull it up a little bit more. Same with fucking uh, Ryland Reese. He's got a two-pointer. That's the same amount of points as Brent Adams has. Like, come on, man. So, tough overall for them. Um, I mean, I could trash on these two teams all day for their lack of offensive productivity, but at the end of the day, with it's a it's 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 a different feel to both teams. The Water Dogs are productive for like a quarter and a half, and then they just don't play the rest of the game. While on the other hand, the Redwoods are just empty the entire fucking game. They only score like fucking two and a half goals per quarter. So it'll be interesting to see what goes down in the next couple games, but. It'll definitely be tough for both teams to score the ball, for sure. Next, we have two teams in complete opposite fucking directions, man. You know, you have Chrome going from one of the worst teams in the league to one of the best teams in the league. And then you have the Chaos going from one of the best teams in the league last season to dropping off at the end of the season to having that drop-off just con totally continue throughout this season. Their score per game looks nothing like their scores against per game. Fairly close. Um, Chrome scoring 12.5, a Chaos only scoring 8 goals a game. Score against is 11.3 and 10.8, Chrome and Chaos respectively. Same, Almost the same amount of two-pointers, nothing crazy. Still a decent amount of turnovers or about the same amount of turnovers by each team. 
save percentage, chaos. Blaze Reardon has been playing a sick game. If Blaze Reardon comes out to play, he'll definitely fucking do some crazy fucking shit, man. Uh, they had played in the second game of group play. It was 13-9 to nine Chrome. Um... Um, pretty much pretty much the same story on both sides the only difference was the faceoff percentage was 72 to 28 Connor Farrell over uh, Tommy Kelly so Tommy Kelly has been struggling this season 33% Connor Farrell doing pretty well with a 58% I, I personally you know I want to see Tommy Kelly get back on the field I like him he's one of my favorite faceoff guys in the league in general I, I, even so would like nice would be nice to see him kind of hop back back on the uh, on the wagon, and uh, get to it. Because if they can do that, now Blaze Reardon doesn't have to save fucking 21, 23 shots a night, and they're gonna need that because while he does save sixty five percent of his shots, John Galloway is no joke, man. Fifty nine percent percent save percentage. So he too is a goaltender to fucking trifle with, man. Uh, Eddie Reese has been playing great for fucking Chrome. He's got five cost turnovers while Jack Rowlett. Uh, crazy. I didn't know that he was only 23 years old. But he has seven turnovers on this, uh, cost turnovers on the season. So you'll definitely see, you know, good defensemen on both sides of the ball. Uh, Point-wise, Jordan Wolf and Curtis Dixon, 14 and 12 points respectively. Both guys kind of scoring in different fashions. Uh, we'll take a quick look at that. We'll go back to the uh, to the stats. So Wolf is like a top five scorer. He's got 14 points, seven goals, seven assists. He started off, you know, as a goal scorer, and then as the season went on, you kind of figure out. He kind of figured out, like, you know, I don't have to only play this one type of game. And I'm sure he didn't just figure it out. I'm sure he knew the entire fucking time. But it was something that, you know, his first game, he was like, all right, I'm going to score a whole bunch. And then the next couple games, he's like, I don't have to score a whole bunch. Kind of something that Matt Rambo kind of did. Um, scores when he really needs to, when the team really needs to put it on his back. So Jordan Wolf, an invaluable player for the um, for the Chrome. Justin Gutterding as well started off a little slow, but still ended up with eight goals, four assists. He played great as well as the time um, ticked down. Same thing, same stat line for Curtis Dixon. He played fucking amazing. He was the best player on fucking Chaos. If you watch their games, Curtis Dixon was definitely talked about throughout it. Connor Fields, a bit of bit of a lackluster year. You know, six goals, which I guess is nothing to sneeze at. But only seven points. You kind of you kind of wished a little bit more. Jordan McIntosh with the same stat line. Uh, nothing against Jordan McIntosh, but I kind of expected a little bit more from Connor Fields than Jordan McIntosh. And I don't think that's wrong to say. Uh, Josh Byrne having himself a pretty good season. You know, he's got five goals, so um, you know, not too bad on that part. He has been. Uh, not super productive, you know. The ball movement isn't great, but the ball movement's never really been structurally great for them. But this ball movement on their transition play has always been really good. But they've kind of been losing that lately, uh, even with all those clean saves by um, Blaze Reardon. But you know, it would nice it would be nice to see 
a little bit more uh, ball movement, a little bit better uh, uh, offensive cohesiveness would be nice. Sergio Salcedo, four goals. You know, he's a no-joke guy. Will Haas has three goals and assists. Um, Jake Forcaro. Jake Forcaro, I could see, you know, having a bit of a more valuable role. He comes down, and when he scores, he usually looks pretty fucking good, man. So, um, you know, overall, Jesse King having himself a good season, five goals. He's a little bit slept on. Matt Gaudet, I think, if he's able to get underneath the skin like he did in that second game, I think that they could uh, they could come away with the win again. I think they come away with the win no matter what. Let me get that. Let me get this straight. I think that they come away with the win no matter what. But um, I think that it definitely helps if they're able to, you know, continue that kind of gnawing at them. So that's pretty much it for that one. Keys of the game are definitely face-off. Would definitely like to see better ball movement by Chaos, but I would like to see them push their strength of transitional goal scoring. While with the Chrome, I think they know what they're. I think they know what they are. Um, great goaltending and great offensive attack, especially by their attackmen. And then the last game of the night. Uh, I don't know what the over unders of this game are, but every single game I have is going to be under. If the Whip Snakes aren't playing, I don't think it's going to go over. <laughs> So good matchup here. This is a rematch from game four, which was actually really fucking close. Um, so they had, and then Archers won by one. So it'll be a nice revenge game. Um, Grant Ament is gonna be a huge fucking player in this game, obviously. But it'll be nice to see that kind of work back by Brian Constable. Um, when that comes down to it, those two guys have been pretty much more or less tick for tack um, in their 1-2. It's almost like a... Um, uh, it's almost like a... Nah, that's a bad comparison. I was going to say like a John Tavares, Victor Hedman type of draft. You know, first, second. Uh, like great productive production by the first guy and then you know also great production but just in different ways by the second guy i guess you could kind of compare because it's a, you know that offensive defensive guy yeah but um those two are i mean foolproof fucking foolproof shit the face-offs were pretty even in this game turnovers pretty easy assist pretty even um archers just had a much better uh shot percentage of scoring Archers score about two more goals a game, but they give up about the same amount of uh, goals against per game, 11.5 and 11.8. Archers Atlas, respectively. Not too many two-pointers by other team, about the same amount of turnovers, about the same save percentage for this season. So you have, obviously, fucking... Grant Ament on one side with 17 points. I think that's tied for second in the league. And you have Rob Pinnell on the other side with 11 points, leading the team. Not great. But when you watch him play, he definitely has a good command for this team in such times that are fucking ridiculous. Uh, Cade Van Raporst, Raporst, whatever the fuck you say his name. Sorry. 
but that's a R-A-A-P-H-O-R-S-T. So that's a fucked up name right there. So he has the most caused turnovers in the league. So, you know, you'll see him out there, maybe on a mens. Uh, you try to get the rookie uncomfortable, see what you can do against him. And then Matt McMahon on the other side of the um, for the archers with seven curls turnovers. You'll, you'll hear his name a lot, so you'll see him. Um, but I wouldn't expect this to be particularly a defensive game. Face-off-wise, Stephen Kelly, 51%. Trevor Baptiste, 52%. So you're really looking at a 50-50 game. I believe there was another uh, individual who took face-offs for the Archers. I forget his name off the top of my head. And then this is going to be the craziest part of the entire thing. Is Do you go with Adam Gittleman or Drew Adams in net? They've been splitting it so far. Uh, I, it's they have pretty much the same numbers on the season, and then Jack Cannon is obviously going to be in the game for the other side on the other side of this. So it'll be that'll be an interesting fucking thing overall. I don't even know how to explain it, but I definitely think that the archers are gonna come out, you know, pretty strong. I think that they won't be uh, fucking around at all. I think that they'll... I think they know their game better than the Atlas knows their game. Because, you know, their offense, at least, is just ridiculous. They score goals. With 52 seconds on the shot clock. And one second left on the shot clock. They use the whole 52 seconds. They are relentless with getting shots off and working their game and knowing how to do, being patient with the ball, not working crazy in transition if they don't have to. Uh, the only thing, they, they can run deep into shot clocks and it could take them a little bit of time to get their offense set up in the first place and their transition and their substitution game might run them a little late. But Grant Mendes, six goals, 11 assists. He is just something else, something else, man. Um... Who's the other team? Atlas. So you have Rob Pinnell, three goals, eight assists. I would like to see him score a little bit more. Brian Costable, though, six goals on the season, one two pointer. He has been fucking lights out, man. He has been an extremely good individual. It's really been a pleasure to see him play. Eric Law, Romar Dennis, Ryan Brown. All with six points. All in different fashions. Eric Law, five goals. It'd be nice to see him scored a couple goals in the next game. Romar Dennis, I think, needs to uh, keep it going because he's been doing really good in that transition game, scoring from either two-pointer or being able to run down the field with a head of steam and scoring. And then Ryan Brown, you know, no complaints from him. Six goals on the season. Would like to see him maybe... Uh, he's got a good catch-and-shoot, especially from that crease area. Someone who you definitely would like to see score more because he has the same amount of points as John Crawley, Connor Busick, and Chris Cloutier is fucking Paul Rabel. He's got one goal and three assists. Only one goal on the season. You need your fucking captain to be way better than that. On the flip side of this, Chris Cloutier looks like a fucking... Looks like he's been working with like the iron workers for 25 years and looks like he's been killing a six pack for that fucking past night for the past 20 years um 
But he still has it, man. That guy's a fucking tank, man. I love him. Shout out to him. He's the he's the fucking homie. But uh, he looks he looks fucking chubby as shit. But he's still fucking playing pretty well, man. He's still getting to the cage. He's got four goals, so you know can't can't fucking can't mock it till you try. You know what I mean? Connor Busick again, pretty good. Two and two, not horrible. I mean, not great, but not horrible. Like it's alright. Um. Ian McKay, Joey Sankey, both with also four points. Ian McKay, uh, one 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 for a goal, two pointer, and assist. While Joey Sankey has two. Joey Sankey's been playing a lot better recently. He's a good role player on that team. Who, who like, who would have thought that he would have been a fucking role player, man? He was, he was the man when he was on the Redwoods, which is interesting that the Redwoods, you know, they like oh, they had Westberg taken away, Carolyn is taken away. For the offensive in LSM. And then Joey Sankey and Sankey telling away from that midi position. So it's kind of rough. You know, you you had a, a, a piece taken from every position. Carolunas was tough to get rid of. But uh, they took the um, water dogs. Took him. But you haven't really, really seen him play too much. But it's tough to see the other two guys play. Because they're playing, you know, not... Great, but not half bad. But those role players would have been great to have in this position where you need a guy to step up with. Um, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the name again. Fucking Jules Henningberg out. So tough to see that. Um, where were we? Uh, Josh Courier looking pretty good. Not as good as uh, the other Courier, though. And then Craig Jick, Joel Tinney, Trevor Baptiste, all with the... Uh, one point, so at this point, we're getting this the, the, the nitty-gritty. But now we'll... Oh, shit. Let's go back to the first page. Oh, Stephen, Stephen Kelly. Was that the guy who I said? It was Stephen Kelly and Brennan Fowler are 51 and 48%, respectively. So you'll see both of them go up against Baptiste, that two-headed monster. Simone Withers... You'll see them too for the Water Dogs going up against the Redwoods. I don't expect the Redwoods to win more than 25% of their faceoffs, so that'll be a long day. And then, luckily, we won't have to look at Nardella for the rest of that fucking time. So now, say percentage-wise, we have Adol Gitterman and Drew Adams. Drew Adams with 47%, Adam Gitterman with 60. Gittleman has 60 saves, while Adams has 24 saves. <sighs> Who fucking knows what they're going to do, man? They've been splitting the games, I'm pretty sure, every fucking time. Um, let's take a look at that last game real quick. But I'm pretty sure they've been splitting the games every single time. And it's just been... Uh, it's been pretty ridiculous that it's still going on. Now, I wouldn't have thought that, you know... Fucking that in the end of like the tenth day of group play that they'd still be out here splitting it. Yeah, they still split it. In the last game, they both had forty-seven percent save percentage. So who knows what's gonna happen there? If you're going into maybe uh, I don't know. You know, like you know, you have one game, and it's like. I think it because it was, you know, that game it's the same, and then the in this game, Gittleman has a forty percent save percentage, but he only sees five shots, 
while Drew Adams has a 33, has four saves and eight goals against. Not a great game. Uh, but again, you know, like, Gittleman wasn't even tested in that first half. And then Drew Adams came out with his team flat in front of him. So who knows what's going to go off that. And then in the other game, you know, 60%, 58% Adams with the... Drew Adams with a bit of the um, the uh, advantage on that one. So, you know, if you're splitting hairs like that, let's take this last look at the Water Dog game. Gittleman with a 91% save percentage and then with 10 saves and then Adams with a 50%, 6 saves, 6 goals against. So, you know, personally, I would give it to Gittleman. I'm a Gittleman fan. I think he's... Um, better, I think the team plays a little bit better in front of him, but what the fuck do I know, man? It'll be interesting to see, you know, what the fuck goes down. I'm excited to see it. My predictions, for sure, are Chrome, Redwoods, and Archers. Uh, unders for all. I'm, I think the, you know, typical keys to the game, you know, Chrome is going to win a lot of faceoffs, so you don't need Blaze Reardon to be great. Uh, Chrome's attack, you're going to have to be able to find out how the fuck to keep the ball out of Wolf's hand, because if it goes into Wolf's hand, it'll probably go to someone else and get in the back of the net. On the other hand, Chaos just needs to figure out what the fuck is wrong with them. Uh, I don't think that they win, though. I think, unfortunately, I think that TK continues to struggle at the faceoff, uh, and I think that from that point on it kind of just uh gonna be tough to move on redwoods water dogs redwoods i think it all depends on if um if their midfielders you know pull through because i think garnsey's been playing a lot better cav needs to step his game up but then the entire midfield needs to step their game up. Perk has been stepping it up, so shout out to him. Good good for you. But everyone else needs to fucking show up, man. Water Dogs, on the other hand, are going to dominate at the face-off X. I think their two-headed monster is going to destroy the two-headed piece of shit that the Redwoods have. Um, with Peyton Smith and the guy who I can't pronounce his last name. I really can't, like, come on, man. I really can't pronounce your last name. You, you gotta get that shit changed or something. Uh, but again, you know, consistency for the Water Dogs. I would like to see them put together a full game of start to finish of just good, consistent playing. I think their defense uh, has it pretty well together. I think their goaltending, I think I think DeLuca might be the answer, but we'll see what happens with that. Because um, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to expect that he gets to start. And then Archer's Atlas, you know, it's going to... You know, how do you handle their two-headed monster on attack and midfield of Tom Schreiber and Grant Ament? You know, what the, f uh, what the fuck do you do with that, man? That's a tough That's a tough task. Uh, I don't think the Atlas, Atlas is up to it. On the other side, Atlas, I think it's... Um, I don't really know what the fuck Atlas has to do. You know, they don't give up a whole bunch of goals. Uh, Paul Rabel, I guess. You know, if Paul Rabel shows up, I think that they have a fucking hell of a day. The only team that we didn't speak about today, which I'm going to go over quickly, just because it's fun to go over, just because I like doing it, is 
the fucking whip snakes, man. So if you look at if you look at the standings and the stats of everything attack top players Matt Rambo Zed Williams defense actually there are no um whip snakes midfielders John Hoss Mike Chanichuk face off Joseph Nardella by a fucking lap and a half above everybody else uh LSM Michael Earnhardt second best in the league statistically and then goaltending Kyle Burnlor right down there but not too far behind uh second best in save percentage almost as good as Blaze Reardon so you know you have guys goaltending just as good as anyone else in the league to be honest Blaze Reardon has been putting the fucking team on his back. But Kyle Burnlor has been having a hell of a season himself. And just because his team doesn't suck in front of him. Doesn't mean that I, I should really take too much away from him. I still would give the, the trophy of best goaltender to Blaze Reardon. Because I think that he deserves it. I think that he's the only reason why the Chaos even have a chance. But I think Kyle Burnlor is is would probably be pretty tight and I think that you can definitely make a good case for why he also deserves it. But uh, you know that's that's splitting hairs right there. LSM you know Michael Earnhardt is just as good as anybody else in the game at getting ground balls, but you know why he has so many fucking ground balls? You know why he has so many fucking ground balls? Is because Joseph Nardella is out here 70 of 93, 75% of face-offs, 42 ground balls. There's no one else above 21. No one else is above 21. And he's got four points. He's got he's got as many points as, like, half of the fucking Redwoods. And then on the other side, you know, Chani has been having a quiet season. Second most points about amongst midfielders. John Haas, you know, you barely even hear about him with all the other big names. Fucking tied, for, tied with Chani. Defense, it's kind of interesting not to see any, uh, anyone else on this from close to you wise. But I guess because you don't have the ball on your side at all, that's, that kind of kind of goes away a little bit. And then no need to even talk about Matt Rambo, former MVP. Shows that he still has it, especially last game where he had 10 points, 2 goals, 10, uh, 8 assists. And then you have Zed Williams, who is who is like the, the man, bro. He is the man. Um, I don't even know, I don't even know where, where to begin with him, man. Uh, I think he was in the entry draft. I don't remember when he was picked, but 14 goals. Holy shit. He has been playing his ass off. So whoever ends up playing them, let's take a quick look at the, uh, Let's take a quick look at the whatever fuck it's called. The fucking bracket. So they will, oh my god, they'll verse either the Redwoods or the Water Dogs. So that'll be tough. And then the winner of, which I think this is kind of bullshit, I think that they shouldn't matched up like this but like you know because if chaos wins i think chaos should have to go and fucking 
play the Whip Snakes, get the fuck out of here. You're a seventh seed. Go play the number one seed. If the Redwoods win and the fucking Archers win, they should play each other. Fuck that. What the fuck? But the winner of the Redwoods uh, Water Dogs game will go on August 6th and play the Whip Snakes in the 18th game of the championship series. On the other side, you know, here you'll probably have Chrome and Archers play each other. I think Archers come away with that one. Um, it'll probably be Whip Snakes, Archers, and I think that it'll, I I would I would put my money on the Archers because I like that underdog status. I think that they have something to prove more than anyone else in this fucking league right now. Because they are playing second fiddle right now to the Whip Snakes. Plus 300, I would take that fucking bet. I'd pay $400,000 if I had it. I'm putting that, putting that down, motherfucker. So I'm excited for this shit to finally get going. Um, obviously, we'll have updates. I'll keep on going. We'll keep fucking doing this shit. 37 minutes, man. It feels like I've been talking for fucking two seconds. But... Excited for this shit, man. I'm super excited for this shit. And I had, uh, I can't wait to watch the Islanders tomorrow. I can't wait to watch the fucking Redwoods tomorrow. I can't wait to watch the Archers tomorrow. I can't wait to watch the fucking Chrome tomorrow. I, I am super excited for this shit. And thank God sports are back. Thank God.